This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, if you think back to the B.C. election in 2013, you'll remember there was a lot of talk of LNG. There was talk that was the industry that was going to be a huge boom for the province. It was going to put money into the prosperity fund. It was going to be the ticket to becoming debt-free and leaving a huge legacy for future generations. Well, this past week, we found out that one major project was not going to be going ahead in B.C., and that's led to a lot of questions about the future of of the industry and specifically how BC will play a role or what role BC will play with the future of LNG. James Tansey is a business professor at UBC and joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what does this mean, the cancelling of the Petronas project, do you think, for the role or the industry of LNG in this province? You have to take a bit of a step back from, from the Petronas decision to understand that the um, Situations changed significantly since 2013 for LNG globally. Um, BC is a relatively small or a very small player. In fact, Canada is a very small player in global LNG production. Uh, there's, there's one large field in the U.S. that produces more LNG than the total LNG in Canada. Um, so our, our, our role in this is really is having a strong access to the coastline and short shipping distance to Asian markets. And really what's happened since 2013 is the really big global supplies like Qatar and Nigeria and Australia have, have ramped up their production. Qatar's talking about increasing its production now by a further 30% from existing facilities. So what that, that's done is, is that's immediately lowered the prices and increased the supply. And then secondly, because oil prices have stayed low and oil prices are linked to gas prices in Asia, that's also meant the economics uh, are less attractive for uh, shipping the kind of distances we're talking about from BC. So, you know, that, that's, that's been part of the reality since 2015 um, and onwards. Um, for Petronas, which is, you know, uh, a big player in Asia, um, you know, the general sense was, even though they're investing a lot of money in it, this was, this was still a difficult investment for them. Um, so I, I, I was surprised, and I think many other people were surprised that they actually cancelled it. But what we do know is that Petronas and the other developers had been putting the project on hold to see what happens with global prices. And the general view is it's going to be well into the 2020s before it makes sense to, to um, uh, kick off the uh, LNG plants in, in BC. And that's, that's more to do with global politics and energy prices than, than, uh, than anything else. What about the fact, though, as in BC, it takes longer when we talk about regulation permits, ap- approvals, uh, in the, the amount of time that it, that it took to get to that point with this project, which has now been cancelled, uh, plants have been built and are operating in the United States. Well, it's, it's slightly misleading because uh, in the U.S., most of the plants were being built on the Gulf Coast where there were already big brownfield sites, industrial sites that just needed to be repurposed. Um, in BC, the environmental assessment process, it takes a certain amount of time. It's not an excessive amount of time. And because of the status of land claims in BC, it takes, you know, you have to go through probably a bit more of an extensive land claims process. But for the scale of the investment and the, you know, the level of negotiation, um, you know, basically the difference is the other places had a head start at existing sites. Australia's been de- developing LNG and running LNG for 20 years, Qatar for even longer. For, so, you know, for them, it was a much, uh, a much shorter path. And we, we know what happens 
when you look at things like Northern Gateway, if you don't get the consultation right, um, even if it passes National Energy Board review and, and environmental assessment reviews, if you, if you don't engage the stakeholders properly, then the projects uh, you know, never gets off the ground. Is there a fear, though, if as far as the the industry rebounding and becoming uh, a bigger need again for LNG, is there a fear that BC will be in the same position at that point, uh, starting from scratch or starting over and again be behind and, and others will have that head start? Yeah, I mean, we're at a stage now where um, if, if if a proponent chose to ramp up, if Shell or if Chevron chose to ramp up, if Petronas had, the market conditions are right, the investment could start happening almost immediately. And you know, some of the other proponents, Chevron, I understand, have spent a billion dollars on site preparation already. You know, proponents um, had already bought Progress Energy and, and made significant investments. So we're at the stage now where if there was a, a, a dramatic change in the price signal, um, the ramp-up time would be short. And BC still has this you know, big advantage over the U.S. market, at least, because the, the shipping distance is much shorter. If you think about where the gas in the U.S. is going to come from, it's going to come from the Gulf of Mexico all the way around to get to Asia. So, you know, there's still some fundamentals there that are good, and our production costs are cheap. Um, you know, the, the unknowns are going to be the full effect of the carbon tax, changes in um, uh, in Aboriginal uh, title claims, which could change things. But, you know, in general, it was primed and ready to go in many ways. And uh, it was the market conditions probably had the biggest impact, although you know, it, it may have been that the, the, the change in government was a straw that broke the camel's back for Petronas. It's unclear, and they, and they haven't said anything about that. Oh, well, and I was going to ask you that because uh, the NDP is saying it was market conditions, but it does seem highly, uh, just the timing of it, that it would be so soon after there's a new government. But uh, companies must look at governments and 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 how governments react to this or, or whether a government is, is more pro-business than pro-environment, don't they? Uh, they are going to look at that. I'm not sure... Um you know, there was any specific policy, but, you know, Vaughan Palmer's column earlier in the week mapped up some of the statements by the energy minister and uh, some of the platform statements that, that the NDP wanted to look to try and get a better deal for uh, for the province and more employment and more jobs. Um, and that's a political risk um, for for any proponent that a deal gets you know, reopened and renegotiated when, you know, ultimately with this much new supply coming into the market, uh, there's a lot of competition for capital and lots of competition. So small changes in requirements, if they felt, you know, potentially felt that, that was going to be a risk, would, would tip things, uh, uh, you know, could have been the, the final straw. Um, but, you know, the, the effect of market prices is going to be much bigger than that. So it's, it's, it's very difficult to know what's going on. And Petronas is, you know, a very large, very traditional company. They don't give a lot away. They're not public, so they don't have the same disclosure that Shell would have around its decision. So it's a bit of a black box in terms of what was really happening there. Um, there was another project, a much smaller project in Squamish or near Squamish, the wood fiber LNG. Should we be, be concerned that that could also be cancelled, or do you think that will go ahead? That one seems to be on in good shape. Um, I haven't heard anything uh, to suggest it's not going to proceed. It's much smaller it's tapping into an existing pipeline. It's actually on an existing industrial facility. It's on a uh, pulp and paper mill. So, you know, it, it makes the barriers to getting that up and running um, much lower. So, and it's a you know, uh, Indonesian family is uh, providing the capital behind it. So, 
you know, I think we can expect to see that one um, proceed, uh, barring any other changes, because it was already further down the line in terms of the commitment. You know, the big ones are going to be Shell and, and Chevron. Shell bought BG and, and consolidated, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if any of the other global majors step into the space if, uh, if Petronas is out. But, um, you know, the, the reality is we shouldn't expect to see big investments before 2020. People are talking about 2022, 2023 being the earliest dates now. And, you know, that's part of the reality that may have got lost in, uh, in some of the, the election hype. Mm. Well, Professor Tansy, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this this morning. I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. That is James Tansy. He is a professor of business at UBC talking about the state of the LNG industry. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we are going to talk a bit more about the resignation of Christy Clark, leaving her post as liberal leader, also leaving her job as an MLA in Kelowna. We'll talk about that when we return. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.